Hey everybody, welcome to Hit Rewind. This episode we're doing our top 10 games of the third generation, which uh, if you don't know, which I didn't know a minute ago because I keep confusing them, um, is the Nintendo Entertainment System, aka the Famicom to some people, uh, the Master System by Sega, and the Atari 7800. Um, I, don't, I don't think there was any other really competitors during this era, was there? Not really, no. Okay. Uh, I'm Michael and that's John, by the way. Sorry. All right, so we are going to... Look, I'm going to tell you right now, every single last game I have here is uh, the Nintendo. I have an emulator to play the other two systems, and I have played them. They just aren't... It's just not good enough to make my list. There's a couple Master System games that might have made it, but I just I just couldn't do it. I can do a Genesis, and I can do a Super Nintendo separately, but I, I could not. I couldn't grab any from either one. What is yours predominantly? It is predominantly Nintendo. Yeah. I... Did put a couple of Master System games on there because I part of me goes, Hey, yes, I want to be fair. Two, I played mostly Master System at the time, but and yet, you know, I could have made a list of just Nintendo games and it wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, uh, but I do have to have some rep, so I it's, do have two games on my list that are from the Master System. The Nintendo is strange for me because. I think we talked about this not that long ago. I didn't get the system until 89. So it's way after everybody else is getting it, and I could never, ever get the new games. And so the games I would get were always the ones that were like, oh, this has been out forever. It's not selling anymore. So we go to Sears catalog store, people. We didn't even have a real Sears. So we go into the catalog and see what was the cheapest or whatever. And so a lot of my games are that shit. Like Strider, um, uh, Kung Fu pinball um there's a couple other in there like just like really low red games that just oh fuck i hate this uh, i remember we got donkey kong jr but yeah i never had like the top line games i always had to go to my uncles who who could afford the games to play the new stuff and um thank god i never got suckered into the whole hey this is based on a movie you love because that never worked out well we played back to the future all the time but I fucking hated it, but, you know, it's it, you only had so many games you could play. <laughs> um, this is true. <laughs> so, the ones that didn't make my list, but almost. Uh, Bionic Commando, Wrath of the Black Manta. Look, that is not top tier in any way that people remember, but I played it so much. Um, it's like Nintendo's lower budget Shinobi. Um, a Tetris, good. I, I I fought with that one, but I mostly know it as a Game Boy game, and I don't think we're ever gonna do handheld console games because I only ever played two or maybe three. Uh, and the Snow Brothers, Snow Brothers. I mean, it, it is Mario Brothers. It is literally Mario Brothers with just different characters and updated graphics. But I played that one so much more. Um, but not good enough to make the list. What almost made your list? Uh, I did not have Kung Fu. I did not have Metroid, and I did not have Contra on my list. Yeah, Contra, man, that that it seems so awesome in its memory, and you get the thirty lives. You know, the the code is always infamous, but actually playing it is fucking torture. <laughs> yeah, it's like I I've never gotten very far in that one. Like, sure, Contra three, totally, but yeah. Contra one, eh. Metroid, yeah, that was another one that almost made the list. That one's so damn good. Um. All right, so you started the last episode, so I'll go ahead and do mine. Um, anybody else remember MTV's remote control? No? no? I do remember 
existed. <laughs> well, they did a Nintendo version of it. And I played it so much that they ran out of questions that I didn't already know. <laughs> it's basically a quiz game, you know, and, and if you get the questions wrong, it's just like the show, you get like taken off the stage. Uh, one of my favorites. The only thing they could never do in the home console version they could do in, you know, the TV version is use TV and, and music video clips. Do you remember, like, they used to do that where they had 10 screens with music videos playing and you had to answer all of them in order to get the grand prize? I don't, but then I'd never really watch the show all that much. Oh, okay. Um, they also had, like, these little sketches that, you know, remember Adam Sandler and Dennis Leary and those guys, they became famous off of that first before they you know hit it big with other things and they would have their little cartoon sketches in the show now i just love the game it's a it's a very fond memory and if i played it now i bet you i'd fucking destroy it that game even more than i did before because my tv knowledge is way thicker <laughs> you know more about it than than, you, than ever before so well then you also already know all the answers yeah yeah <laughs> Um, number two is a, a kind of an obscure one, and for the longest time I had it confused for Bomberman. Um, phenomenal game, but I think Bomberman really comes alive on the next generation of consoles. Um, Mighty Bomb Jack. What do you? This one I don't know. What do you call? It's like Balloon Fight in Mario Brothers, where it's kind of a platformer, but it's just one stage. You know, Donkey Kong. What do you call that kind of game? Well, it's still a platformer, but yeah, it's just kind of this, a lim it's more limited in what yeah. you got. It's very uh, similar in design to all those, and you're just jumping from platform to platform with, you can only limited fly, you know, it's like long jumps, and you're trying to uh, pick up the bombs or whatever and throw them at your enemies before they pick it up and throw it at you. Um, I have very fond memories of this because uh, there was a pizza place called Pappy's, uh, Pappy's Pizza, um, not far from us, and they had arcade games, and they had like the original Punch Out. Do you remember with the the whole uh, like the outline of a person that was in green? Oh yeah. And um, and they had pinball games, stuff like that. But they had Mighty Bomb Jack, and for years I thought I set the world. I, I have the record, you know, <laughs> because I competed with so many people. No, it's the power had gone out the night before, and I was the first person. <laughs> It's, it's just a fun, simple platform you can find on any, any emulator, but I don't think it's ever been re-released on another uh, console. Just not in the little virtual console on Switch, huh? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, like I said, I haven't paid attention to any of the new consoles, but I, I would love it if it's on the new one. Uh, but I have an emulator, so why would I need to do that? Um, this one, I'm not sure if I even have the name right. Google 13, but the first Google 13. There is no, uh, like, thing after that, right? Not Assignment Kowloon, I think. There's two of them. There's two of them. There's, uh, there's, I there's Google 13, where that's in the title, and then there's the Mafia Conspiracy. Yeah, okay, okay. So it is just a straight up, it was the first uh, Google 13, and I thought it was a really interesting game. I didn't even know what Google 13 was. It's so interesting that this was kind of a semi-hit in America, because who the fuck knew what this was at the time? There was no real manga and anime uh, anywhere except for, like, the West Coast, you know? And... It's it has very interesting character design and it can switch. It's a shooter. It's a platformer and and, and I think there's a third stage. I can't remember, um, but I just remember having so much fun with it. And it was it the way it was designed is just different in the way that like if you took a hit or you died or whatever, it it was like a whole new level 
that they were working towards that nobody else was at the time. Well, it's like I remember that they did advertise this game in comics because I think that's how I knew about it. Yeah, it's just so interesting. Why? What my uncle's the one who picked it up, and I'm just curious as to why he must have seen it on the back of a comic book, and that's why he got it because we didn't know what this kind of stuff was. Um, my number four is Doctor Mario, just slightly better than Tetris. I fucking love Tetris, but there's something so much fun about the game design. Plus, come on, Mario, Doctor Mario, it's so cute. <laughs> but um. Like Bejeweled and all the other game, uh, the what do you want to call these? Not puzzle games. Yeah, these puzzle games, right? Well, yeah, it's a puzzle game. Again, uh, it, it, later on, I, I definitely would draw a connection to like Puyo Puyo. Yeah, yeah. And uh, pocket and uh, pocket fight, uh, not pocket fighter, puzzle fighter. Right. With with kind of how you have these like the little little creatures are like little platforms in the middle of this like in the, like in the sky effectively yeah yeah you have like these yeah. little viruses falling down or whatever there's more character to it than just pieces of a puzzle um my number five is mike tyson's punch out look i love the arcade version but they just went to another level with the home version and look i know the characters are cliche as shit like really on the nose stereotypes but god damn it it's so much fun <laughs> Timing. Oh. This one made my list too, so. I love, like, oh, hey, watch for his mustache to wiggle and then punch him. You know, stuff like that. It was so, so much fun. I'll say this. This is pretty much the only, well, okay, maybe not the only boxing game I'll play because Ready to Rumble does exist, but this is pretty much the only boxing game I will ever play. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wasn't, when I was a kid, I was not good enough to learn those patterns or anything, but I never felt like I was cheated. You know? Right, right. Well, and the character design is is a really appealing. It, I think. I did you ever beat it? No. I was no, gonna say I I've seen. Tyson. I've seen someone beat it, but I think the highest I ever got it wasn't Bald Bull. Who's Bald Bull is the one that was in the the final boss in the arcade version, right? I think, I think so. Yeah. I, it was a couple under that. I was ne- I was good, but I was never great. So I, I didn't complete the game. Um, number six. Look, this is going to be Shots Fired. Shots Fired because I'm a fucking insane freak show. But it's the one I have the fondest memories of. And it's so unique compared to the rest of the franchise. Originally known as Doki Doki Panic. <laughs> Mario Brothers 2. Uh, I'm just going to flip my table and walk away. <laughs> Fucking, no, no, it, fine. It's so goddamn strange. It's so weird in comparison to the rest of the franchise. And this was the sweet spot. For some reason, I got so much farther and I enjoyed so many elements of it better than 1 and 3. 3 is too big for me. And 1 is too hard. For some reason, 2 just was my jam. I mean, for fuck's sake, there's a stage where you just pick up clumps of sand. <laughs> That's stupid. But yet I love it. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck, there's a character that just shoots eggs at you, and you gotta land on top of them, pick them up in midair, and then throw it back. That's crazy. And it all, in the end of it, it's all just a dream. (laughs) Alright, my number seven is the one that I became utterly fucking obsessed with, even more so than Command & Conquer. (laughs) Dragon Warrior. Three times in my life have I stopped everything. 
I wouldn't even go to class. I wouldn't go to work. I was obsessed with Dragon Warrior. It was a mental illness. I've never gone back because guess what? I don't think you can complete this game. <laughs> I think it's a lie. I've never played the Dragon. Well, I've played later Dragon Quest games, but I've never actually played the NES Dragon Warriors. Yeah. Well, and the only reason I even knew of it is because it came free with a subscription of uh, Nintendo Power. That's how they boosted the franchise. <laughs> Because uh, it was effectively dead in the water. But they're like, this is a good game. Why is anybody buying it? So, they, hey, if you buy a year's worth, you get this game. And, yeah, somewhere along the way, it did switch to Dragon Quest. And I feel like this one went to the PS2. Because, well, there's five of them, I think, on the Nintendo. And four and five are so fucking hard to get. And like, you would search and search. And we found, found them at the... Uh, some old video store that was renting out games or whatever, and it's essentially the same thing. So you can really just play the first one. You're good. But it's, it's oh, yeah. when it did go to the PS2 is when it, like, uh, upped its level, and I really love that version. Well, it's, it is really the prototypical JRPG. Like, you know, people might would say that about Final Fantasy, but considering how different Final, the Final Fantasy games really got from each other, and Dragon Warrior slash Quest pretty much stayed the same throughout its run yeah that's that, that's really like the most typical if you're ever going to talk about jrpgs dragon dragon quest series is really the one that you would hold up and be like here is exhibit a for this for this genre <laughs> well and what i what i love about the game is uh, first off, you encountered a slime is a great thing to say to sh when you see a shitty person. It's like, hey, buddy, look, you've encountered a slime. You better go. <laughs> but also, the the building, the slow, tedious building of points to get what you needed. But you always got that thing where you're like, well, what if I ventured out a little bit further? You're like, ah, oh, fuck! I you know, like a metal dragon or something like that. <laughs> and you're asking grass. Yeah. It's a, it's a tedious, but there's something like calming about the me methodology of it all, uh, and and then daring. It's like being, it's like being a kid, where as you get older, you're like, well, can I do this? Can I do this? Is this gonna be good? Am I gonna, you know, like it, it's that you age uh, metaphorically as you're playing the game. All right, so where am I? At? Uh, number eight. Uh, the thing that pairs. I mean, whenever you think of Dragon War, you always compare it to this. Not Final Fantasy, usually. You almost always compare it to Legend of Zelda. At least in my world on how you played it. And, and, you know, Legend of Zelda, of course, is the one that I think most people played first. It was the one that was talked about nonstop. I mean, the gold cartridge alone got your attention. The maps! Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the most iconic games for the NES. Uh, and what's kind of funny is... It's a game I never really got when I was a kid. Wow. But considering I only really played it at like sleepovers or at relatives. Yeah. You know, it's like, but shit, if there was a chance I could play Zelda, I'd fucking play Zelda. Yeah, it's not a, it's just like Dragon War. You've got to plot along. you got to build. You know, you got to plan perfectly where you're going to go in the map. Um, the only thing that's different is you were never really surprised by what you could encounter. And that's, that's the thrill of Dragon Warrior. And I think that's why I ranked higher than me. Yes. Uh, the design of Legend of Zelda, I think, is better. But, I know Dragon Warrior is just a little bit uh, higher up on the list for me, but god damn it, Legend of Zelda was addictive, man. That was another one where I just played all the time, and I actually got to finish it. 
read Zelda until years and years later. I love, like, you're just going to an area, killing all the bad guys, and then you just try to figure out, hey, do any of these things, you know, if you burn it, will it, will it show you a staircase and find, like, oh, hey, this lady is down here giving you secret potions. Or, you know, stuff like that. Like, the surprise of what could be in anything, in any room. Oh, in the dungeons uh, that you would go into? God damn it, those were hardcore. And they were so well done for the, the graphic design limitations at that time. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hell of an impressive game for what they, what they were working with. Now, let me think. Is this the first game where you go into a stage and it was a puzzle to solve? Like, you would have to, like, oh, why am I in this room? I'm stuck here. The door's shut. What do I do? And you have to, like, try to figure out how to get out by moving things and stuff like that. I don't know if it was the first game, but definitely one of, one of the ones where you, they didn't hold your hand as much. Yeah, okay. Um, number nine, Balloon Fight! God damn it, I love this. This is the very first game I ever played on the Nintendo, and I love it. I still have the music stuck in my head. And I don't know which one I prefer. The stage one or stage three, where you would have to dodge all the lightning or whatever as you go try to get all the balloons in a short period of time, or just the regular stage version where you would have to jump from platform to platform. And you'd have to... It was kind of like Joust. Um, you'd have to... You know, you have to get your fluctuations of your flapping just right to land. It is it is basically Joust, except I think Joust is too hard. I, this is much more playable. Yeah, Joust isn't as much fun as this in, by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, and uh, my number 10, my final one, is going to be a weird one that no one would ever put on their fucking list, but I was addicted to this damn thing. Pinball. Well, you like pinball, so... God, yeah, and yeah, of course, you couldn't have a pinball game at home, really, unless it was one of those shitty... I had a little... I had a Super Mario Bros. 3 pinball game at home, but it just wasn't the same. And the, the, the design and the way that the, the... What do you call it? And how something moves in a game. I'm not good with the video game lingo. Sorry, kids. Um, well, the ball like, movement and how it bounced off of things was absolutely just brilliant. And they must have spent so much time perfecting that. Unlike a lot of pinball games that came after that, they somehow got that right immediately. Well, it's like they don't have as much to, uh, to have to worry about. There's only so many moving parts in, in a pinball game that, uh, that if you don't get the simplest thing right, it's not going to, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, but I've played some other... Uh, uh, pinball games on the consoles or computers that just like oh this is wonderful graphics great design oh fuck that ball doesn't work you know the paddles don't they're stiff um but yeah that's my, that's the end of my list what is on yours okay so mine isn't gonna be numbered but uh the first two are gonna be my master system titles okay and i have fantasy zone oh you know that, that's it that is a good one yeah, it's like you're flying around this colorful world shooting and bombing these cutesy critters. Uh, it, it's a wonderful drug trip of a game. And I I'm, I think I may, when we first brought this game up, I might have said I played it in the arcades. But last night when I was when I was writing my notes on this, I was thinking about, like, have I played this game in the arcades? 100% I know I had this on, on Master System. And... 
Oh man, this, this is a blast of a, of a title. It's you know just huge, like what feels like a huge environment, even though it's like what maybe a screen and a half of content. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're just you know flying around. You get these shops, you get machine guns and all kinds of uh, crazy things to uh, cause more carnage in, in a beautiful, wonderful fantasy world. Uh, I also have Wonder Boy and Monsterland, which, okay, I will say this, Adventure Island is the series most people know from at least the first game from this franchise. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they kind of spun them off into two completely different directions. Okay, yeah, I've never even heard of this one. Yeah, uh, this could be a weird but kind of stupid, yet I think still somewhat apt comparison Wonder Boy Monsterland is the Master System selection of Zelda okay it's not top down it's not, not top down adventure it plays more like Zelda 2 okay yeah yeah but uh, it's an action platformer it's got some RPG elements uh, it's a really well paced well uh, well rounded game like uh, I never beat it though I got to the end you find this thing called the Mecha Dragon which is a robot dragon. And apparently it kind of ends on a cliffhanger. But I did have Wonder I did have Wonder Boy 3, which picks up immediately with that boss fight. So I got to finally beat the boss a couple of years later. Every time you say and Wonder Boy, I go in that Tenacious D song, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's a really fun game and definitely worth, uh, if you've got the emulator for it, definitely worth checking out. I do, and I will. Uh, Alright, my next one up, Blaster Master. Blaster Master! Come on, a kid goes down the sewers to fight his pet frog, and instead finds a tank and then fights evil mutants. <laughs> it, is, it is a fun it, game, yeah. It's the dumbest, it's the dumbest idea for a game. Come on, most, so Nintendo's, fucking... most of Nintendo's games are fucking insane if you think about them conceptually. Yeah, it, it's, it is the most fucking, it has these great, uh, vehicle uh, segments where you're driving around the tank blowing shit up and then you jump in those dungeon areas and those are fun it's like everything about this game is great and it has some of the best music of the 8-bit era uh, River City Ransom which is probably maybe the, f- the first open world sandbox beat em up game Okay, I've played it, but I did. I can't remember it. Like I, I know, like I have images of it in my head, but for some reason, I can't fucking remember like how it goes. Yeah. So yeah, it's like little chibi characters running around, you just beat the shit out of each other, and you, you know, there's all those shops you could visit, and it was pretty. You know, it's like fairly non-linear with what you could do. So you know, that, that was kind of the thing. It's like weirdly how linear a lot of these games are. In, you know, third and fourth generation, and yet how non-linear a lot of them could be because Zelda's the same way. Uh, let's see, uh, I had DuckTales, which Woo-hoo. is definitely one of the best games ever based on a licensed IP. Absolutely, that that I mean, we, we I was cursed, fucking cursed. Thank God I only rented most of them, but I was like, oh, I love this movie. I'm gonna get this game. Holy shit, Dark Man sucks. <laughs> Total Recall sucks. You know, shit like that. Gremlins 2 is okay. It's it's better than most of them, but yeah, once Disney said, hey, hey, this is how you do it, all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, um, I guess everybody else is just too lazy to do the work. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a cheap cash in. We actually spent time on it, and I love the fact that it actually had three endings based oh. on how well you did financially over the course of the game. Yeah, uh, I will never forgive the guys who made the Dick Tracy game for making me so goddamn miserable. Thank God I just rented that fucker. Let's see. You already did two of my games, so again, Legend of Zelda and Punch Out. Okay. Uh, Mega Man Three. Woo! Uh, the, gorgeous. I love the idea of Mega Man, but it's so fucking hard. But you know, I've always had problems with Capcom. They're so brutal. Yeah, it's a difficult game, and I. Well, I think the fan consensus is Mega Man Two is the best of the non-X games. You know what? You get rush in this game. You can slide. I like the Robot Masters more in this one, and I think the stages are a lot more interesting. This this is the better one for me. Uh, then I got uh, Tetris, which, honestly, it is probably the greatest puzzle game ever. It is, but like, something about Mario, Dr. Mario, just more appealing to me. It's like, I'll be honest, I will play Puzzle Fire more than this, but if there's, you know... Tetris is on everything. Yeah, I will, but, you know, I will play Tetris till the day I die. Well, and it's so many ripoffs of Tetris. Like every every time you see one of those cheap, you remember they used to have like these handheld consoles of just it would be kind of like Tetris. Sometimes they actually would license the name. They get it for like a buck. It's just like they it seemed like they wanted the game uh, on every single possible platform and everybody to know who it was because it's like the way McDonald's makes their profit sometimes is we don't make that much on each burger like some places do but we sell so many of them and that's how Tetris you know became a legend everybody knows Tetris that movie's fucking awesome by the way on the one uh, Apple TV I still, I still need to see it I think it's, we have Apple I mean I, I, did, I can't believe a movie about that made me sweat so much because I was stressed out. <laughs> but I mean, who doesn't have that theme music stuck in their head? It's like three Russian songs. Yeah. That's all they were. And it's like, yeah, that's the only reason why I knew that some of those songs ever existed. Oh, and that mad rush. I mean, they, they perfected the, hey, you're halfway through the game, and that subconscious thing, like, oh my god, I'm halfway at the level. What am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to panic. You know, like, if you hit that middle of the stage, or what do you call it, of the screen, I mean, um, you know that you're like, okay, kind of, i got to be really sharp right now, or I'm going to fucking lose immediately if I don't get this cleared quick. Yeah. And then, oh, that, that hope... Oh, let it be a straight bar. Let it be a straight bar. Let it be a square. You know, oh, fuck another else. You know. Even even when they even when you can see what's coming up, you're always like, oh, please let it be the thing I need. Oh, son of a bitch, it's not the thing I need. Yeah, yeah. And then you're just sitting there agonizing until you can actually see what the next item. is. Oh, and you think you have it right? You're like, all right, I get overly confident, but then you realize you're off just one piece, and you're like, oh my god, I screwed up everything because I got cocky. Last one is Super Mario Brothers 3. You're already through 10 of these? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you made it easy because you did two of mine. Okay. Uh, yeah, Mario Brothers 3 is so creative. It's so much fun. It's just one of these where I got tired. It's, it's so big. Well, think about it. It's like the first Mario Brothers game is a masterclass in how simple a game design can be and be incredible. Like, I mean, shit, the first stage literally teaches you almost everything you need to know yeah. for every single stage afterward. Uh, Mario 3 is a, is basically in the class of how to take that formula 
and then improve on it in every single way. Like all the power-ups that you get, all the, the level design is so much better. And I, I don't think this is the best Mario. That's actually going to be Mario World. Yeah, that's that's but, the best. I, well, I mean, I love too, but yeah, Mario World design-wise is absolutely incredible. Yeah, but I think genuinely, I think this is the best game like on the entire NES. Just everything works so well. It's got great music, and it's just it's the perfect game. Even though, yes, it is pretty fucking hard. <laughs> But shit, you know, learn where those warp whistles are, so you can just cheat your cheat your way out of uh, having to deal with some of, so much of that shit. <laughs> All right, so our next episode, I think we're gonna—I don't know what to do. Should we split it up in two different, or should we expand it beyond top ten? Because now you're adding the TurboGrafx 16, which I'm a massive fan of. Uh, I don't think we're gonna have any Game Gear games on there. Um, so we have we have the Turbo Graphics, we have the Super Nintendo, and the Genesis, and I played all three consoles pretty hardcore. That that, that is my like big era. Well, I would probably have to do a Genesis and a Super Nintendo list as just separate entities, no matter okay. what, because yeah, I played both. I played the shit out of both of those. Yeah, and I guess I'll just whoever has the least on that list is where I'm going to add Turbo Graphics 16 for mine because I was pretty crazy about that system. I have played a little bit of TurboGrafx, so uh, you know what? I'll just I'll throw the one game I'll throw out is Bog's Adventure is awesome. Yeah, and a lot of the to be fair, a lot of the TurboGrafx games did get ported over once the and they realized the system wasn't selling. They're like, oh fuck, okay, let's <laughs> put all our high uh, high end games on other consoles. But even so, there's no reason not to discount them no. as their as the entity that they were. right. All right, everybody, that is it. Uh, you know where to find us. Anything else you want to say before we go? Play Baldur's Gate 3. If you got a PC, that'll do it. And you're old enough to play because it is definitely a horny game. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a good one.